Dear listener, Clock Tower is intended for mature audiences and might be inappropriate or possibly triggering to some. Many of the themes and events in Clock Tower are inspired by weird fiction as well as similar concepts, which means the show can get dark. If that isn't something you enjoy, please listen at your own discretion. We here at the Clock Tower care about you, so please put your mental health first. Our show will be here when you're ready. Welcome to another episode of Clock Tower, a D&D 5e experience. For those of you familiar with 5th edition, keep in mind that all of our players are playing a custom class called the Clock Tower Agent. We also play with a lot of house rules in our games that we as a group collectively enjoy. We explain these rules as they come up, so if you're just joining us, you may need to listen back to previous episodes just to clear up any confusion. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and welcome to the Clock Tower. Sam comes out the other end of a teleport, tumbling into the portal and knocking into the creature, both of them sort of somersaulting over each other and separating, rolling apart on the ground of this strange other world. The floor seems like it's covered in a sort of powdered, soft white dust and growing up all around from this ground is these very thin and wispy trees that stretch up into a completely black night sky. There are no stars. The only other piece of scenery that stands out at all is large stone stairs that, to you, Sam, kind of invoke the stoop that leads up to the clock tower, but much bigger and much more grandiose. And they lead up to the middle of a large tree that seems to have some sort of like sucking portal in the middle of it that seems like parts of the bark are breaking in to the portal itself on the inside and the uh, creature looks at you Sam as it's like getting up and it looks like it is struggling to get up it is bleeding from its chest as like that purple blood drops on the white powdered floor. It like coughs and blood pours out of its mouth as well. And it looks over to you. And in that same sort of like area of effect telepathy, it says, Why can't you and your kind just leave well enough alone? <laughs> just stop. Stop. And Sam will stumble to their feet and throw out their pipe and let these silvery chains fly out and wrap around the creature, casting a person on Silver chains, it's like your pocket watch's chains, erupt all around and wrap the uh, creature from, like, wrist to other wrist and, like, bind it as it's being held in place and this energy is surging around it, keeping it locked there as it, like, looks to the portal and looks to you and, like, every part of it wants to retreat to that portal and it looks at you just with this horrible look of contempt. Just stop. I don't want to kill you, but if you make me, I will make sure you never reach that. And all of you have just seen in the basement Sam go through the portal, and the portal is still open, but it is starting to close. Oh, booking it. I died through. Booking yes. it, taking, picking up Henry as best I can, because I'm sure he got fucked. Yeah, a bit. Almost like putting him over my shoulders if need be, and Rock. just... Don't take him. But why? This is his home. What if we can't get back? 
Fuck, but he needs to save Sarah! We'll find Sarah for him if we can. Reagan runs too. <laughs> David, who's got his arm over Rock's shoulders, goes, I'm, I'm going. You can't stop me. I've got to do what I can to help these people. It's my job. And David is going to, with Rock, jump through the portal. <laughs> Sorry, Jaeger. I hope he makes it. And Jaeger just steps through too. Reagan runs through the portal. <laughs> and as you guys get there, you see Sam is standing in this, like, plain of, of white powdered dust with the, like, small forest of ebony trees that stretch up all around you guys and the massive portal in front of all of you with their pipe outstretched to the creature and the creature is completely bound. It can't move. It's tied up in chains and it looks like energy is keeping it from moving at all, really. And David looks at you, Rock, and goes, Ah, your, your friend's quite powerful, isn't he? Yeah, let's let's say they have some special abilities. Nice, nice one, Sam. Um, Please do something. Uh, I can't <laughs> hold this forever. Oh, okay, it's not easy. All right, uh, uh... Uh, Yigger's gonna go stand behind the creature uh, and have its rifle set almost to the the back of its chest. The creature sighs like a big... Please don't make us do this. We we really don't want to. Okay, to be fair, we've said that and we've, like, shot him, like, four times. Yeah, well, he was trying to kill you, so... Uh, That's a fair point. Kind of had to work out at some point. I do still kind of feel bad. What is your connection to Alm? I have no connection to Alm. I just... Try to help those that ask for it. Where are the people? The ones who are gone from the city or the world? They are safe from the torments of this world. Where? What does that mean specifically? I suggest you be clear. They are in the dimension of my people. It is a one-way trip. They will be free of suffering and pain there. They will be safe from the terrors of this world and others and those between they will be safe from the ravaging light of Ulm as it slowly consumes every universe in existence. What you're describing just sounds like the light of Ulm. It looks really, really offended by that. I mean it. It says, we don't consume them. And they've come willingly to our world, and there they protect them. Could I make an insight check against this thing to see if it's lying or not? Or at least do I know Make an insight lying? check. So what is it then? realm of shadow what do you call your realm it replies to your question and says i only know our realm as home i guess i'll have to ask somebody else what it's called 12 it has been sincere about everything it's been saying as far as you're able to tell i have a question for you and jaeger's gonna remove his gun from his back Mm -hmm. if you were just trying to help them in the first place why did you not Tell us that when we asked you the first three times. Because humans are so receptive, and clock tower agents have never done anything wrong. It helps if we understand. You don't need to understand anything if you stick to your own business. I'm trying to help these people. You don't even know why you're here. What if we want to help too? You can't. All you do is destroy. It's funny that people say that when they don't give us the information we need to change ourselves. David goes, yeah, I... I don't, I don't really feel like this thing's giving you all a fair shake. The creature looks at it like, stupid human man, what do you fucking know? <laughs> from what I've gotten from certain other beings, there are some of us that are not as receptive as we are, to put it lightly. How unfortunate that 
we've been given a bad name based on a few decisions of select couple agents. It's not a few. Select. It's not a few. Clock tower agents are a scourge across every universe. You have absolute free will to do whatever you want in whatever world the tower sends you to. And you don't care about what happens to the people there. Maybe not you. Maybe all of you are free of sin and guilt. Maybe all of you have never made any sort of wrong decision, but other clock tower agents, I've heard tales of things that have happened. Entire worlds burned to find one creature. Do you just give this, give them a fair shake? Have you guys heard what the owl says to us? Have you heard that language and the stories they tell? <laughs> you, I've heard a lot. Yeah. We ourselves are certainly not free of sin. I can't imagine that others are, especially if they have ill intent in what they're doing. But we don't know that. We can't know that. We don't know them. We don't... We can't communicate with them at all. How do we help? If you want to help me, then abandon the tower. Discard your watches and help me free these people from this world. What do you mean by free? Because when you say free, it just sounds like kill, and I need to get free of that mindset. What do you mean by free? Those that enter through that portal. And it, like, it tries to look at the portal, but it, it, it's literally paralyzed. So it can't actually look with, like, anything other than its eyes. And it, like, looks over at the portal, and it says, Anything that travels through that portal willingly is safe in my dimension. They can't come back through. It's a one-way street, but there, for a human, it is basically paradise. And so you take the people of these worlds... The sick, the hurt, the lost. Those that have nothing. You just offer them a salvation? Wouldn't you? If I could, yes. Is there free will in that place? Yes. To do what one's heart and mind wish? There's no control? There's just you can act how you would want to act? As long as, of course, it's... As far as I'm aware, I've never had my actions dictated to me by someone else. You say that the clock tower is against you or whomever, but as far as we know, we're trying to stop Alm. That's impossible. That's the literal reason. Nothing can stop Alm. But we're going across universes, finding people to save, finding information about this. Maybe we have a larger reach. We can help on a bigger scale than one world at a time. Ohm is all-consuming. Nothing can stop that light. If something could stop it, my people would not have retreated to a dimension where we are cut off from everything. I've been in Ohm. I came out. It looks well. real fucking shook by what the, the two of you are saying right now. I've been in it twice, actually. We are traveling through worlds. We don't get to choose. We show up. We're trying to help. And we have sealed the cracks of Ohm seeping into that world. We are trying to plug the stem of an endless flood, as you call it. We are trying to help, and I do not appreciate people trying to kill us for putting plaster on the walls. We, the four of us, just want to help. That is all. We do not know why we were sent to this world, but all we know is we want to stop Ulm, stop the countless deaths of all races, including our own. Ring and roll perception check. Can I aid them? Yeah. 18. You notice that another huge piece of, like, bark and a little bit of, like, the actual tree that that big portal is in the center of uh, 
rips off of the side of the tree and sucks into the portal. As if the the tree itself can't sustain that portal for very long. And it's all it looks like it's already been like up for way too long as it is. That looks like it's not gonna hold for long. The creature looks over and says, I was summoned to this world. I can travel through. There's more people left in that city. There's more people I can save. My work is not done. And I have to go. I have to collect something still. What? It's none of your concern. It is, because we can't leave until we sort you out. You wouldn't understand. We're going to keep doing this over and over and over again until we find what we are here for. We don't get that choice. I'm well aware. How many times have you already spoken to me? It's like the second time. Yeah, it's been two. We've actually been doing pretty good, but besides the point, what are the things you are searching for? It looks like it got punked. Like, (laughs) it looks really upset that you were like, ah, second time. It was like, oh, cool. Two loops and I got beat by Clock Tower Agents. Awesome. Super great. What are you looking for? Rock, where's Steven? Were you looking for a teddy bear? I was... I was looking for a small cloth object stuffed that looked like a person made of multi-rock gestures to Jaeger, who, since we redid it, grabbed the teddy bear. Pulls out from behind his back, because this entire time he's been facing the creature the entire time, he's never really given it his back. He reaches behind his back and pulls off his belt, the teddy bear. It looks at it and goes, give me that. What do you need it for? It belongs to one of the people I saved, and they want it. That's fair. They um, can't sleep without it. Humans require sleep. That is uh, true. Sam, do you mind letting them go? Well, you all want to. And Sam will drop the spell. They fucking collapse because they've been held at, like, they've been bleeding and been held by this thing for so long. It, like, drops down as David goes, so you're telling me that Sarah's in there and there's no way to get her out? And the creature looks at David and goes, you could come with me. You could be with your friend. Could he be of help in that world, in that place? Could he help those people that may have any troubles? The people in that world won't need any help. They'll have everything they could want. Then don't go, David. If they have everything they could want, then why does this little girl need a teddy bear to sleep? We can't replicate sentimental attachment. I tried giving her our people's comforts, but it wasn't the same. They wanted that. That's fair. I pass it over. It, like, with its long fingers, takes the teddy bear from you and holds it like it doesn't really understand, but is still, like, trying to hold it away from where they're bleeding. And it's, like, it's barely able to stand on its feet as it does stand up. And David looks at the portal and goes, even even if I wanted to, I couldn't go. There's still more people back there that need my help as well. And if I can do anything for the people of that city, that's that's what I'm going to do. I just don't really know how I'm going to explain to her mother that she went to some sort of otherworldly paradise. Well, actually, her mother does believe in the, the goddess Lysera. So maybe, maybe for today, you can be Lysera. And like points to the thing. And the thing like looks at David like it doesn't really understand what the fuck he's on about. But like looks at all of you and says, Om consumes everything. All of you are trying to stop it. You won't be able to fight. The best you could do 
is put it somewhere where it couldn't hurt anyone else, where it couldn't consume anything else. But I don't know of anything strong enough to contain something like that. We will always find a way. We are unstoppable. We are inevitable. We just do. Good skill on your quest. It looks back to the tree, which is starting to, like, buckle. You should go. And it, like, it looks real fucking angry. Like, it looks like it wanted to go get more people. And it looks back to towards the portal that led to the basement. And it looks at David and, like, meets David's eyes for a second. As if between the two of them, they share a moment of, you gotta save the ones I can't. And it starts heading towards that portal. And as it leaves kind of out of earshot, David isn't really looking at all of you. He's kind of like looking at the portal. You know, people often say there's, they're no good at goodbyes. Truth be told, I, I don't think anyone is really. Because getting to say goodbye is so rare. Life is, life is unpredictable. Most of the time you don't even know it's the end of something spectacular until it's, until it's already over. And you're left with that, that aching feeling wishing that you could go back, that you could change things, or that you could just tell them how much they meant to you. But you can't. You get so swept up in the day-to-day struggle that you never really notice you've stopped doing something you used to enjoy, spending time with friends. Sometimes you find out that last time you went to your favorite cafe was the last time because they closed down, or that your last goodbye to someone that you, you really loved was, I'll, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. David looks at all of you, and the creature starts to go through the portal, and he says, uh, I hope I don't forget any of you. Who knows? Maybe someday, I'll, uh, I'll see you in the clock tower. And the, uh, the creature goes through the portal, and you guys feel a crushing wave go over all of you. And you're back on the couch. And over on the shelf... There is a charcoal drawing of the creature that you all fought, but didn't kill, just sent back to its world. Rock would probably be the first one to speak up after probably a brief moment of silence knowing us. Say, I think that might have been one of, if not the best possible scenario we could have done that. Honestly, I agree. I just wish we got more information. I think the information we got was all the information he had. That man's whole job, I guess man doesn't really make sense, that being's whole job was to save people from something they and their world was deathly afraid of. And if we didn't need to make them leave for our job, I don't know if I would have had any issue. Honestly, I know that sounds backwards considering how I felt during the Grey City, but something felt different when you compare this to that. Thinking back on it now, you're right. That was probably the best outcome we could have had. We convinced them. We helped David figure out what happened to his friend and the others, and hopefully he'll be able to give some people a bit of closure. One thing, though, and then Jaeger sort of stands and walks over to the picture of the being and looks at it for a moment. We now know that there are others out there trying to help besides us. And that's very big 
because they aren't supposed to be there and we need to remember that every being we run into does not need to be slain. Some just need to be sent along their way. As someone with a very bad track record of the opposite, I agree. One thing that they said that I think rose all of our eyebrows was we cannot fight or kill Om. We need to either contain it or put it somewhere where it can't feast anymore. So we look for a seal. Sam, roll roll a history check. That'll be an 18. As Jaeger starts talking about needing to contain Ulm, contain the light, you remember seeing the plans for that lantern. You start thinking about it and you go back. You're like, you quickly run up to the shelf to check over the notes and you notice something that you hadn't noticed before about the lantern. A lot of the notes on like how it was constructed, what it's made out of, how it works were all lost. But the only thing that was really on the notes was what it was used for and some other notes about the lantern itself. And you guys already learned that it was used to siphon energy away from Clock Tower agents' equipment, and they used that energy to make Clock Tower coins. However, uh, something you didn't notice before that you didn't really understand what it was talking about is a note at the bottom about the regression, and you're like, you, you didn't really know what it was talking about, and then you realized the fragments of Ohm's light that were contained in the lantern that couldn't consume any of the stuff it tried to consume, the light faded and died in the lantern. This, this is an option. All y'all, come look at this. So I didn't really understand what this meant at first, right? I just thought it was another way of exploiting us as people. But look, the light, it is dying. It can't stay here. This is an option. If we can find a way to contain all, maybe bit by bit, but eventually all together in something like this, we can snuff out Ulm. We can finish this. Sam, that's brilliant. I hold out my hands. Can I? Sure. I scoop Sam up and hug him. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> as soon as you put them down, I look towards Sam and go, give me an air high five. That's so tall. Just like, and I kind of hold it like facing down. Like, Here, just, I got this. And I'll cast levitate on myself. Yeah! <laughs> the sickest high five! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just wasted a really powerful spell on this. Oh, it was, it was, <laughs> and I, I rock says this. Oh, it was so wholesome. All right. How do we, how do we, how do we build that thing? I, I love you thing? too, Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you, Sam. Well, I, I don't know how to build yeah. this thing, but I mean, <laughs> I guess we can ask around now that we know there's other people out there. We can certainly try and ask one person. Uh-huh. Can I do it this time? I never get to talk to them. Yes, please. Man, you know what, Sam? <laughs> Go for it. You could do it every time if you want to. Just not have it be me. Every time I talk to him, I just feel very degraded and like for, for truthful reasons, and it just it's worse. I just think you should have more self confidence in yourself, friend. I feel like Rock you're looks valid. very puzzled. Like kind of like, uh, oh, okay. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, let's um get on that then. Not the self confidence bit, but the talking to the the entity thing. No, no, you should probably do the self confidence bit too. Work on the well. thing, just stick with both. Yeah. Reagan walks to the clock face. Okay. I think we should ask the tower if we can talk to the owl, right? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And Rock tilts their head up and goes, Tower! I, no, can I we mean... talk to the owl? I, okay. I meant... Your words <laughs> echo into the distance really loudly, too. 
So like the ticking above. Listen, I meant so like the last time we asked for answers. We, I mean, we showed up at a detective office, right? So what I did was the right thing to do. No, well, Reagan touches the clock face. Let's see if it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we also ran into the oh, like, wing who could give us the information we needed a bit more. So Rock starts to panic a little bit. Goes up. Can I rephrase that? Can we talk to the owl? We. Emphasis <laughs> on the we. As you touch the clock face, everybody sees, as you make your way over there, that the mirror has shifted, and it looks like you're looking out on some sort of pier to some sort of shoreline. And on the pier, you can see, through the haze that is the mirror, a lot of old rustic barrels and what looks like a ship being exhumed which is interesting because even from in the clock tower looking through the mirror the ship looks familiar 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 hey ellie again thank you for listening as always i'd like to thank our producer who's at who's.music and our dead air team cal for making the episodes what they are. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Alpha Lupine Images, for donating the equipment to help us make more content with better quality. Thank you to Darby, Cal, Parker, and Trent for their great performances. As always, thank you again for listening. We release on a bi-weekly basis, so episode 38 will be out on Friday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Until then, time's ticking. See you in the clock tower. <laughs>